It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, the Oklahoma City Thunder got one of the most exciting wins you're going to see all year, taking down the Dallas Mavericks in overtime. Isaiah Joe is here. SGA is him. Lou Dort smothers Luka Doncic. We'll talk it all on Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by BetOnline.net, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder stunning the Dallas Mavericks in overtime. Isaiah Joe's breakout game. SGA is just, he's just him. Lou Dort dominates in this game. Has a really good game on both ends of the floor. Darius Baisley's incredible off the bench and so much more. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. In this game, the Thunder were without Usman Jang and Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. Both of them practiced with the Blue in the afternoon, then made the trip down to Dallas to watch the game, but they did not play. Uh, Josh Kitty also still out with that ankle injury. Of course, Chet Holmgren's out with that foot injury, and then Lindy Waters was out with a G League, with a G League assi- assignment. Now, the Thunder starters, this was the fifth new starting lineup in this in six games. SGA, Trey Mann, Lou Dort, Aaron Wiggins, and Alexei Pokashevsky. The top five minute getters in this game for the Thunder. SGA, Lou Dort, Aaron Wiggins, Jalen Williams, Trey Mann, and Mann only had eight seconds more than Darius Baisley. So that was kind of the year bulk of who was in your rotation in this game to stun the Dallas Mavericks. And I think that 
Shay Gilgis Alexander is shifting the narrative right now in front of our eyes. And, and it's really our eyes in the sense of you listening to this podcast, me making this podcast and the way that this entire thunder thunder ecosystem works, because I don't think that's happening nationally yet, but I think that it soon will. I think that SGA is taking his game, not to an all-star level. I think that the all-star level is already achieved and, and it will be officially crowned here in a couple of months in February. I think that SGA is taking his game to an all NBA level with the way that he's played through these first six games. He's been incredible. And it was nothing short of that in this one. 41 minutes, 55% shooting from the floor. He went eight for eight at the free throw line. Has not missed a free throw this year. Six rebounds, nine assists, two steals, a block, and 38 points. He was a plus 20 on the floor in this game. The defensive improvement that he's made this year, the defensive engagement and effort that he has with his with his wingspan and his height and his and his stature, the way that he can play defensively and not lose a step offensively, in fact, gain a step offensively. He's, he's looking better than ever offensively, which is hard to believe. Leads league and drives again. Is one of the best, if not the best, rim finishers for the guard position in the NBA. He's improved his free throw shooting. Remember, that's been hovering around 80%. Right now, it's at 100%. Will that last all year? In all likelihood, of course not. But I think it's safe to say that the free throw percentage itself will improve from where it was in years past, which is a huge game changer, and it's a way to get you to that next stepping stone as a in terms of a points-per-game commodity on the offensive end. I think he looks better as a playmaker as well. Makes, makes some awesome passes, and, and of course, he has that elite rim finishing. He should be an all-star without question this year because the Thunder are 3-3, three and three and they're going to hover around that mark, I think, at least until the end of all-star voting, obviously. I mean, it's it's just around the corner when you think about it. If you can really stretch your brain that far and, and kind of do some mental gymnastics, when you think about it, it's a hop, skip, and a jump away. And you only really need to be around that 10th seed to get recognition for how good you've been despite your team record, and the Thunder could be even beyond that. I mean, again, they're sitting at 500 right now after a grueling start to their schedule. The schedule is not getting much easier, obviously. You do have Orlando coming to town Tuesday, but then you turn around and play Denver again. But still, it's been a grueling start to this to this season schedule-wise, and you've picked up three quality wins, beating L.A., the Clippers twice, and beating uh, Dallas on the road. SGA can be your all-NBA player as your starting point to your franchise's rebuild. He's what started this whole thing. That's not to mention what Josh Giddy can develop into. That's not to mention what Chet Holmgren looks like whenever he is on the floor and healthy next year. That's not to mention Jalen Williams, who we're going to talk about coming up, and how great he's been as a rookie already in his limited action, but even dating back to summer league and preseason. That's kind of your starting point. You're going to have another pick in 2023 with a loaded draft class that should be a very, very good player. You have Lou Dort, who has NBA skills and, and, and an elite NBA trait, which is Hard to come by. It's hard to be elite at something in the NBA. And Luka Doncic, who should be considered the favorite for the MVP award and should be considered uh, kind of the, the, the front runner for that award and is one of the best, if not the best, scorer in the league, just pure score, is telling you that Lou Dort is a top three defender in this league. You have all of this plus a plethora of draft picks to get your rebuild underway. This game in Dallas was just another sign of things going in the right direction. I think that SGA is still developing, and we might lose sight of that because he's already gotten the max contract. He's already gotten the recognition around Oklahoma City, but he's 24 years old, and he's just now 
entering his prime. I know he's been to the playoffs twice already. I know that he got to lead a team these last couple of years by himself and be the guy on the team already. But he's just now entering his prime, despite what we think we've already seen from him. And his prime right now looks like an all-NBA caliber player. Now, will he get to that milestone this year? That's tough. Of course, that is way more predicated on winning than even the All-Star game is. Than even the All-Star game is. But he can get there eventually, in my mind, of being named to one of the three All-NBA teams. SGA is just, it's just incredible. Lou Dort dominated Luka Doncic in this game. Isaiah Cho played nine minutes but scored 15 points. Darius Baisley has found his role in. How did OKC pull off this win over the Dallas Mavericks? We're going to get into all that coming up. But first, I want to say right now, about our good friends over at BetOnline, folks. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting needs this season. Check them out today at betonline.net. Folks, they have football, they have basketball, baseball, hockey, they have MMA, they have boxing, UFC, they have whatever you need. Check them out today at BetOnline. And you can go there right now. And if you type in betonline.net in your URL search bar, it'll pull up their sports book. You can bet on everything that you need from basketball to prop bets. You can bet on college basketball even. So like college basketball hasn't started yet. You can bet on who you think will win the national title. You can bet the Jayhawks will repeat or whoever you think will survive this March Madness run. That is going to be so fun to watch. Check it all out at BetOnline. The Thunder are unbeaten against the spread. So check it out at BetOnline and see if they can remain that way on Tuesday against Orlando. And find out at BetOnline by placing your money down and making your first wager today at betonline.net. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmo.com. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The Lockdown Sports Today podcast is awesome because it gives you the in-depth breakdown of biggest of the biggest stories from all the sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with Lockdown Sports Today. Check it out today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. Now, want to talk about Luka Doncic getting smothered by Lou Dort. What does that mean? I mean, Luka Doncic still scored 31 points. 
Of course he did. He's Luka Doncic. This game went to overtime. He's going to get points, folks. He's going to score points. But he shot 34% and 0 for 6 from 3 to get there, to get to 31 points. Lou Dort had incredible footwork to close out on these step backs without fouling. And Lou Dort plays the game the way that you need to play it to lock down a superstar. You have to be aggressive. You cannot be scared to stick your nose in it. And you can't be scared to pick up fouls. Lou Dort did everything needed to get inside the mind of Luka Doncic and to get him out of his element. He played rough. He played aggressive. He forced the refs to call everything. He got five fouls on this game. He got five fouls against Paul George and the Clippers on Thursday. But what Ludor does that's so good is he'll play physical, play physical, get four fouls, get five fouls, but then he'll stop. He'll just stop. He'll still play aggressive, but he will play as aggressively as it is legally allowed and force the ref to make a game-altering call. And a lot of the times the refs don't want to do that. A lot of the times the refs do not want to call and make a decision that you can say affected the outcome of the game. It's their job. They're going to have to do it eventually. And this will come back to bite Ludor in some game down the road eventually. But Ludor does such a great job of walking up to that line, of playing aggressive, of getting Luca out of sorts and frustrated with the refs and complaining about every call, and then just stopping and allowing the contact to speak for itself and playing as physical and as legal as you can. I think that that is the beauty of the way that Ludor handles himself defensively and plays defense. And it's easy to say, right, oh, Ludor's a great defender, but it's harder to quantify, right? It's easy to quantify how good someone is offensively. What's their three-point percentage? What's their points per game? What's their shooting percentage? What's their free throw percentage? How many assists do they have? There's so many metrics and, and easily consumable metrics to understand how good someone is offensively. Defensively, though, here are some key points that are just beyond, oh, he's good. In the first two possessions of this game, the Dallas Mavericks screened Lou Dort five times. There were possessions, including the first one of the contest, in which Lou Dort was screened three times. Luka Doncic, again, the best score this league has, called Lou Dort a top three defender in the NBA. You think that Luka knows who's a good defender and who isn't? Who he can expose and who he can't? Again, he had 31 points, but it was on 34% shooting. 0 for 6 from 3. Couldn't get to that step back. And even while exerting this much effort on defense and getting screened and being being physical, and of course, getting screened is, is taking physicality also. Offensively, Ludort still scored 16 points on 50% shooting, six rebounds, two assists, two steals. And fighting through those screens, closing out on Lucas stepbacks, playing smothering defense, he also boxed out Dwight Powell and boxed out Mavs big men and allowed the boards to not get out of hand for a Thunder squad that doesn't have a traditional big man. Lou Dort can do everything on that end of the floor. And I know that he's had a rough start to his offensive year. I get that. But games like Saturday show you just how valuable he is, especially as this team creeps into competitive basketball and gets back into the playoffs and gets into settings where it's your turn, my turn. It's we have a superstar that's going to isolate you. It's half-court offense. It's our team is built around two guys. And the luxury the Thunder had was that for the majority of this game, when it got close and when it was it was trading buckets, the Thunder were able to play Darius Baisley and Lou Dort together. And that's such a luxury because Darius Baisley has found his role. I mean, he had a massive block on Luka Doncic, and this is the luxury. To have two guys, 
who play this kind of defense, Lou Dort and Baisley on the floor at the same time, is almost a cheat code because the Mavericks, Mavericks would try to get a switch off, right? They'd call for a pick and roll with, with Luka and Christian Wood. They're by far their two best offensive players on their roster. But guess what? The Thunder are comfortable letting both of those guys switch. They are comfortable and not scrambling if Lou Dort is switched on to Christian Wood. Think about that. Think about how many times that the Thunder were, were getting switched with Dort onto Wood, and they just they just said, okay. you know, They communicated and said, okay, you take him, I got him. And that's how they play out the rest of the possession. And they were comfortable letting Darius Baisley guard Luka Doncic. You have two guys who you have faith in guarding Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic on an island. A lot of teams don't have one. But that's what this team is built upon. So Baisley played well in the defensive end. He also played really well offensively in his new role as this aggressive rim roller where he had two jams in the third quarter that literally shook the goal. He scored 15 points, eight rebounds a block, only one turnover, 63% shooting from the floor. This is what Darius Baisley should be. This is what Darius Baisley will be in his NBA career to be successful. This is what it has to look like for Darius Baisley. Now, I don't know if that will be in Oklahoma City or if that will be on a different team or whatever. But just as we mentioned how SGA is still developing and still growing and, and, and just now entering his prime, Darius Baisley, who was a New Balance intern and didn't go the traditional route, he's only 22 years old and he's and he's finding out what works for him in the NBA and this is it. It's just as a pure rim runner that can play incredible, switchable defense on the other end. And whenever he plays aggressively, when he plays with decisiveness at the rim, he has success. And it's getting him to that point consistently It's going to be the challenge. Can he get and play that way aggressive and, and kind of bang bodies down low every single night? And can he play that way uh, with any sort of regularity? Because if he can, well, then all of a sudden, Darius Baisley is a legitimate top rotational piece for an NBA team. Is he a starter? I don't necessarily think so. I think he's more of a, a, a swing starter where in certain matchups you start him, but mostly coming off the bench to provide a spark for you. But this is his role. It's not going to be an all-star or a superstar or anything of, of great note, but it is going to be a pivotal key for you to win basketball games. And the U is general there because, again, I don't know that that's in Oklahoma City. The Thunder typically do not let guys hit restricted free agency, and they're seemingly going to let you know Baisley hit restricted free agency this summer. And typically, whenever that happens, they trade them at the deadline. We saw that with, with Hamadou Diallo just a couple of years ago. Whenever he was playing some of the best basketball of his career, he was shipped away to Detroit for Sfima Kailuk. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for Baisley and OKC. But the future for Baisley in the NBA is brighter than it's ever been, except for the day he was drafted, of course. But it's brighter than it's ever been because he's now found, found a defined role that he can truly thrive in and truly make his mark in. I'm happy for Baisley. I'm happy for this team. This was a great team win. And one of those kind of launching points for the team and one of the big talking points for this team has been trust. And I think that nothing exemplifies trust like Isaiah Joe in this game, which we're going to talk about coming up on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. 
or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Bet Online, we are diving into this thrilling win with the Mavericks and the Thunder facing off against each other on Saturday. And Isaiah Joe was the story of this game. This was the Isaiah Joe game. He gets put in for nine minutes. This is a guy who has been playing literally a minute at a time up until this point in this season. So much so that there was a YouTube commentary last week on the Lockdown Thunder podcast you know, episode saying, is his contract structured in which for each minute he plays, he gets a, a contract extended because he's only getting playing time for one minute in each game. I don't think that that's the case, but the point being here is it was Oh, it was so obvious that it was odd on how little Isaiah Joe was playing despite still playing. It wasn't just DMPCDs. It was like, oh, only a minute here, only a minute there. He gets nine minutes in this one, and he scores 15 points on four for four shooting from the floor, three for three from three, and four for four at the line. He hit the game tying three. He had three rebounds. He had... uh. Two, you know, two rebounds and an assist. He was incredible in his limited action. Big three after big three. That is what the trust is with this team. The Thunder believe this team is deep, and they believe that this team is the deepest it's been in the last two years of guys who they want to develop long-term. I'm not going to say that Isaiah Joe is a long-term guy, but what I'm saying is they do believe and trust each and every member of this team. And that's why you've seen over a hundred different lineups so far this year through six games, because they believe that, Hey, if a guy's not having this matchup or if he's not playing well tonight, let's just cycle through our Rolodex of, of roster spots. And let's just see who will have it in this given night, because they believe at some point, somebody on that roster will step up in that game that, that eventually they can crack the code. They can fix the Rubik's cube and find the combination of guys that will work that day. And Isaiah Joe playing these nine minutes and the Thunder trusting him to shoot that three to tie the game with under, with under 40 seconds to go in the contest is them putting their money where their mouth is. Because the Thunder have a guy who I just spent the first segment saying I think is an all-NBA caliber player. I think is a guy who is going to be an all-star this year and is eventually going to be one of the best players in the NBA. Because if you are named to one of the three all-NBA teams, you are incredible. That's the best 5, 10, 15 players in the league. They had one of those guys in SGA. They have one of those guys who is also a alpha and is also a guy that wants to take the last shot. Is also a guy that wants to hit the big shot and, and scream, I am him at half court, as he did last year against LA. He wants that moment. But yet, that guy that we just described trusted Isaiah Joe, who the Thunder signed three days before the season started. He trusted that guy to shoot the three. And it was the right decision. It was the right play. It was the right pass. It was to an open guy. He was wide open and he knocked it down. On the road 
against the Mavericks in your first game getting real opportunity, in your first game getting really a shot to play. The Thunder having that trust in each other and having this chemistry together and playing so well as a cohesive unit, despite, again, despite playing over 100 lineups to this point and sitting at 3-3, three and three, are all different areas in which you can really start to have that warm and fuzzy feeling inside about this team. I'm not going to say they're going to do anything crazy this year, but it's going to be fun. And it's going to be exciting to watch how it pans out because this is the stuff that if it does happen and if we do look back in April and March and this team's a playoff team, this will be those turning point moments that we look to. And I'm not going to say that they're going to get there. But if they do, it comes back to this moment right here that I hope that you were all a part of Saturday and will continue or start to be a part of this coming week. Whenever they play again at home against Orlando and Thursday against the Nuggets. This is the stuff right here that allows you to build that winning culture or winning or, or winning tendencies or whatever you want to call it. It's these gutty wins on the road against good teams. It's Jalen Williams coming back from a, an orbital fracture, playing with a mask on and still playing extremely well as a rookie, having four assists, having three steals, a block, three rebounds, 13 points. Folks, the Thunder got down 16 points in the fourth quarter. Up until that point, it was a back-and-forth game. It was trading buckets. It was, it's your turn to have a run. Now it's my turn to have a run. It was trading blow for blow. And again, physical, physical game. You're taking literal body shots in this one. And then you get down 16 points against a team that on paper, you're absolutely worse than on paper, right? and against a superstar MVP caliber guy in Luka. All those things add up to the point where it would be quote-unquote okay to quit, right? Seriously, what's the narrative on Monday if the Thunder go blow for blow with Dallas on the road, then get down 16 in the fourth quarter, then cut it to eight with like two minutes left, but then still fall short? The narrative is, okay, really good game. You're still missing Josh Giddy. You're going to get checked back next year. You know, it was a fun, exciting game that you took the Mavericks down to the wire in the American Airlines Arena, Awesome game. Good job, SGA, for just being him. Isaiah Joe was fun. That's that's the bottom line. They could have gotten away with losing this game, but instead they continued to fight and continued to chip and chip and chip away. And while we're talking about kind of the stuff that's hard to quantify, I think that the Thunder proved they're, they're another one that they proved. They proved the whole trust factor. They also proved the run-your-race messaging. The stuff that Mark says in these press conferences are not just coach speak. They actually mean something. Uh, and he's one of the rare coaches that does this and kind of goes into more detail than other coaches. The, whenever he talks about running your race and just doing what's good, what's good for the Thunder and trying to work on themselves, look at the way the Thunder in this game did not allow the refs to get them out of their element. The Thunder just played a game on Thursday in which they did not shoot a free throw until the 10-22 mark in the fourth quarter. Then on Saturday, they go to Dallas and the refs were abysmal on both sides. It was, it was, it was a, a poorly officiated game for both sides in different stretches of, of, of time. And Luca and Jason Kidd and the Mavericks as a whole, they're throwing their arms up. They're not getting back defensively. They're complaining about every call. They're, they're, they're allowing it to, make, to force them into worse shots and worse position offensively. 
now because of these these refs and the way that they're calling the game and, and the flow that they're in, they're not getting into a flow. They're worrying about that outside stuff more so than just running their race and setting up their offense and doing what they need to do. And now that is hard to quantify. That's hard to know if that's true or not, but that's the way it looked on television was that the Thunder were okay. Not, not okay with it, but the Thunder were going to get past it, that the fact that they were not agreeing with every single call from the refs. But the Mavericks allowed those calls or no calls from the refs to take them out of their game and take them out of what they wanted to do. But this was a fun game. The Thunder got up nine in this one. The Mavs got up 16. You know, there was 11 lead changes, seven times tied. Dallas win the, won the rebounding battle 49 to 47. Uh, Dallas had one more turnover than OKC also. The Thunder shot nine percentage points better than Dallas from the floor. Get this. Both the Mavericks and the Thunder shot 20% from three. And this game went to overtime and the Thunder won. The Thunder dominate points in the paint. Shout out to SGA. 70 to 54. The Thunder dominates uh, a fast break points. 18 to nine. And Dallas does win second chance points 11 to eight. The Mavericks had uh, five in double figures, including Lucas 31. OKC had four in double figures. The Thunder stay perfect by capitalizing on that plus 10.5 spread, uh, and the Thunder remained perfect against the spread by winning that one. Let's see what that line is on Tuesday. That could be the first game that the Thunder, that the Thunder are favored in uh, on Tuesday against the Maver- against the Magic, so we'll talk about that coming up uh, on the Lockdown Thunder podcast. The MVP of this game, of course it's SGA, but co-MVP with SGA, Isaiah Joe. What a game for Isaiah Joe. Up next on Tuesday, stock watch for the Thunder and the NBA. Wednesday is going to be recapping the Magic game Thursday, will be a mailbag podcast, so drop your questions on YouTube down below and on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And then Friday, we're going to recap that Nuggets pod as well, that, that Nuggets game on Thursday. So make sure that you're checking it all out and subscribing for free across all podcasting platforms, including YouTube. That way, you never miss an episode. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.